Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. We're sometimes fortnightly, we're sometimes monthly, and sometimes we're every week if I get my arse in gear and crack on with it. So I'm coming to you today a little bit weary, but I really wanted to just keep going with this face check campaign of Dark Matter. So here we are. We've gone back to the search for Fragment, and I'm just going to dive straight in with story, basically, and, and let's get going. So we're on the Tastamalian. We've got three leads to follow. We've already followed one about going to Saturn's moons, and that was the previous episode. If you've not heard it yet, please go listen, find out what happens. And now we've decided that we're going to a research laboratory on a stray asteroid named Elbrus. This specific facility was built to study and experiment with the materials that exhibit quantum-like behaviour. You aren't sure what the cultists were hoping to achieve there, but perhaps these scientists can steer you in the right direction. Which just takes us to scenario 3A, Lost Quantum. When the world ended, the various scientific and mining communities of different nationalities that lie in the asteroid belt between the planets Mars and Jupiter had formed a pact, a promise to ensure the survival of mankind. The United Colonial Coalition is composed of 20 colonies, varying widely in size, population and purpose. Some colonies exist solely for mining, while others focus on scientific research or at engineering centres. These usually have fewer than 200 individuals living within them. Other asteroids serve as population centres, containing vast hydroponic farms, universities and recreational areas. These can be home to more than a thousand colonists. So that's more information from Maya in the Information Archives. When you arrive at the asteroid, you are absorbed by the fuchsia glow of Elbrus. Quantum materials have only recently been discovered, but may hold key properties that could be used to engineer devices that would have been impossible with classical materials. Unfortunately, quantum fields generated by these materials disrupt traditional radio communication, making it impossible for you to hail the scientists on Elbrus. Without further ado, you and your companions board one of the landing crafts and drift towards the asteroid. The purple aurora spreads over the viewport like distant milk, filling the room with an electric tinge. Your final approach vector takes you directly over one of the larger craters on the asteroid. The computer calculates the trajectories and commences the final descent onto the rocky surface. It is just then that the short-range radios crackle into a man's terrified voice. Abort the landing procedure now! Abort! Before! But it is too late. The warning lights begin flashing on and off as the craft spins out of control. You grab onto anything you can, but the vessel increasingly spins and spins until your arms flail and darkness prevails. So here we are, Lost Quantum. Our chaos bag, we've got two skulls. Skulls are minus X. X is the number of face-down encounter cards in your threat area. And that matters because there's additional rules and clarifications for this scenario. One of them is face-down encounter cards. In this scenario, you may be instructed to place encounter cards face down in your threat area. These cards are considered out of play, but may be referenced by other scenario cards. And when you would draw cards from the encounter deck, if both the encounter deck and discard piles are empty, draw a card from the face down encounter cards in your threat area instead. If there are none in your threat area, you are defeated. So straight away, there's this weird feeling for me. I've not even read any flavour for this scenario, but just the vibe from Quantum is making me think that the encounter deck is going to start disappearing and the whole thing of does it exist or not? And Quantum Particle can both exist and not exist at the same time. And I've got to tell you, I know very little about Quantum Mechanics and I'm not very good at that kind of thing. And it already is hurting my head and we've not even begun. There's another set of rules which is clues and locations in the quantum realm and it points out that locations may leave and re-enter play at a later time and when a location leaves play discard all attached cards and clues on it and when it enters play regardless of if it had been in play at a previous time treat it as if you just revealed it for the first time as such a number of clues equal to that location's clue value are placed on that location each time it's revealed so locations can reset and it's more than them just bouncing in and out of play. They're generally 
starting again, which is intriguing to me. So I've gathered the cards from Lost Quantum and Deep Space. I've set aside both copies of the Irwin Simmons story asset. If I had to guess, I'd say it was him on the radio. And I've set the Feaster from a Far Enemy, which has a scanning back, aside as well. That was in the previous scenario we did, Strange Moons, but we never saw it come into play. I've created a scanning deck. It has eight cards. No, it has seven cards in it. And the reason it has seven, I thought it had eight because I then searched the scanning deck for the landing craft location, put it into play. Each investigator begins play at the landing craft. It doesn't then say to shuffle the scanning deck again, but I'm going to assume that I have to shuffle it again because otherwise I would just know the entire order of the scanning deck. Now, here's another bit that's got me intrigued and we've not even begun. Randomly shuffle the three versions of Agenda 1 together to form the Agenda deck. So the Agenda deck has three Agenda 1s that all, just from my quick glance, look like they're identical on the front, but might have different backs. And again, the whole idea of, you know, sorry if this is wrong about quantum mechanics, but my whole idea here is, are we basically going to be sort of bouncing through time and space where we're going to play the same thing multiple times rather than just do a linear one, two, three? Who can say? Let's read Agenda and Act and then we can do our deck setup and get going. The Quantum Maelstrom. I think I can safely say that nobody understands quantum mechanics. That's Richard Feynman and certainly Frank doesn't. There's three Doom and there's Action Scan. Search for the topmost card in the scanning deck with an icon matching your current location and draw it. If it's a location, put it into play and move to it. Shuffle the scanning deck. We're starting at Landing Craft. It has yellow circle as its icon, and it says it's connected to three other places, the Sand Timer, Red Square, and Blue Triangle. It's three Shroud and a Clue. There's a free trigger here. Place one of your clues onto this location, and while there are two or more clues on this location, it gains Resign, Escape this Migraine-inducing Asteroid. I think I've timed this really well to play because I do have a headache and I'm feeling really weary, as I said at the start, and I'm doing a scenario that's going to be brain burny. So perfect. Flavor here, the landing gear has been damaged, but nothing you can fix with a bit of time and material. Okay, clues would represent us spending time and working out what to do. Act 1A, Elbrus Station. Quantum field unstable. Evacuate Elbrus Station immediately. The warning startles you awake. Despite the troubling descent, the lander has coasted into one of the craters with minimal damage. It appears most of the asteroid has already been evacuated. But then who stayed behind to send the warning during your descent? We need three clues. I told you about skulls. That's face down encounter cards in your threat area. We've got two cultists. They're minus X. X is half the number of locations in play rounded down, which is generous. So at the moment, cultists are a minus zero. And then we've got one Elder Thing, minus three, randomly draw a face-down encounter card in your threat area. Wow! Not even if you fail, you just get hit by one. We've done Ancestral Knowledge, and it's been a weird one. We've got two Promise of Power, two Eureka, and a Perception. So, yeah, Ancestral Knowledge really giving us the draw there. And we've got the backup of the two Promise of Power for spiking our stats if we need to. Give my deck one last shuffle. We have two other permanent shrewd analysis you know about, and we also have K2 PS187. I'm just going to start calling it K2. I think that's okay. And that gives me a, an extra action to scan. And after I scan, I can draw a card or gain a resource once per round, which is nice. That's kind of it. Particularly useful, I think, in solo, just to make up for the action tax. So my hand, opening hand here, I've drawn obsessive, so I set that aside. I've drawn Occult Lexicon, Occult Invocation, Shortcut, Inquiring Mind, and Unexpected Courage. Hmm. Not really feeling this hand much at all. No economy. Occult Lexicon is all right, but it's not a priority for me. The shortcut I like for moving around. And lots of icons in the Inquiring Mind and the Unexpected Courage, but we've got loads of icons in Under Ancestral Knowledge. How many do we mulligan here? Do we just keep the shortcut? Maybe we keep the occult invocation so we have some kind of defense. And we chuck occult lexicon, the mind and the courage. And we're looking then for 
DES, Dream Diary, Witten, Crack the Case. Yeah, all of those would be good. So a mulligan three. I've drawn a working a hunch, a segment of Onyx, and a segment of Onyx. Okay, maybe, maybe mulliganed into something worse, but that's it's not too bad. We're not going to be able to slot anything from Ancestral Knowledge in our first turn because Amanda does Amanda things, which is the first thing we do. So just give my deck a final shuffle and we see how we go. So I draw a card. It's I've got a plan level two. Well, that's nice. And I need to pick something to slot. Hmm. Kind of a weird decision for once. Hand is Invocation, Hunch, Shortcut, Plan, and two segments of Onyx. We could slot working a hunch and immediately pick up Eureka and our turn would be investigate. Pick up Eureka from ancestral knowledge, that is. Investigate and try and get the clue. Maybe committing the Eureka. Scan. We'd still have two actions left. We could go from there. Yeah, I'm going to slot the working a hunch. I mean, it just takes us to intellect four, so it's something at least. The other option here with ancestral knowledge is we pick up perception and we commit perception to this test. It's nice putting perception under us for a turn, of course. This is the leveled up perception. This is part of my deck upgrades, and even just drawing two from it, I think, is nice. Hmm, kind of a weird situation early on. I love putting perception underneath and just going mega draw, but when we're not rich and we can't put things down, maybe we just, just pick up the perception for now. So I'll exhaust the ancestral knowledge. And I'll investigate. I'm a four on three, and with the perception, I'm a seven on three. Elder sign. Wow, nice start. So that makes us a nine on three, which means we draw two cards with the perception. It's another occult invocation, and it's the occult lexicon again. We get the clue. Hand is now up to seven cards, which is lovely, but that's not particularly things I want to play. So now let's scan. We'll be Amanda and we're looking for yellow circle. We just got to find three clues, so I guess we've got to put locations into play. Just give the scanning deck a final shuffle. I don't know what any of the cards are, so it doesn't make much of a difference. So yellow circle, not the top, not the second, not the third. It's the fourth. Okay, there, are, there was another yellow circle directly under that. It is cold wastes. There are no stars in the backdrop of this lost quantum. We get to move to it, and it's the sand timer location. Three shroud and a clue. As an additional cost to scan at cold wastes, you must either choose one, spend two resources, or choose and discard two cards from your hand. Ugh. The locations it's connected to are back to the landing craft, and then the green blob, the little sort of like viral sign, and the moon, pink moon. So, yeah, I'm kind of intrigued about how this map works, but there we go. What do we do now? We could do four on three investigate. I could put a cult, invoca a cult lexicon in. Oh, before we do that, we can draw a card or gain a resource. Let's draw a card with K2 Pierce 187. It's another shortcut. Wow, I did shuffle this, shuffle this deck really thoroughly, but I've got three pairs in my hand now. It'd be nice to have DES. So I'm going to commit a cult lexicon to go two up on this test. Wow. <laughs> Elder sign again. Oh, I, I like it, but also I feel like my luck is going to run out pretty quickly. So we did investigate, free scan, which gave us a free move investigate a second time and we have a single action left. I don't really want to scan here spending two resources because I, I'm on five resources but I would kind of like to build up particularly when we want to get Dream Diary, DES and Witten down it can get expensive so I don't want to scan I don't really want to throw anything from my hand at this juncture I don't really want to draw last action I could move back to the landing craft and that would set us up next turn to scan from there. I could shortcut back there, but I think we saved the shortcut. So yeah, I'll I'll move back to the landing craft last action. No enemies. Upkeep, I draw obscure studies. Well, that is nice. Ancestral knowledge readies. And we go up to six resources. Mythos, we're at one of three doom. And we get our first encounter card. It is an enemy. It is the quantum phantom. 
two fight, one health, and three evade. It says forced. When Quantum Phantom is defeated by damage, except from a spell or relic, instead of discarding it, place it in your threat area face down. Neither dead nor alive, rather both at once. And it hits for a damage and a horror. At the end of Mythos, we could Ancestral Knowledge. What would we Ancestral Knowledge for? Maybe Promise of Power, and our plan would be punch this thing, and we'd end up with a face-down card in our threat area, which is like a bit of a nuisance, because then the Elder thing is obviously threatening, and we already know from the rules text that getting cards face-down is a bad idea. This doesn't hunt, though, so we could also... Were we to take the promise of power from Ancestral Knowledge, just try and evade it, and we just try and avoid the landing craft area. I like that more. So I'll exhaust Ancestral Knowledge and draw the promise of power, and then Amanda does Amanda things, losing the working a hunch and drawing a crack the case. And yeah, I'll slot the promise of power underneath. So I've done a classic recording blunder here, and I paused quickly to put in couple of curse uh, get a couple of curse tokens ready for the promise of power and then i forgot to restart recording so i've just played for about three minutes without realizing it wasn't recording so i'll just catch you up on what happened first action i did evade against the quantum phantom putting a curse in a six on three and i drew a minus one and then i did a scan and i did find a red square location from the landing craft and i've just revealed the q crystal mines which is green diamond location symbol. And I was just getting confused about the locations. But of course, last turn I did a scan for yellow. Oh yeah, that's that's why I'm making a mistake. I'm glad I paused then. Of course, I'm not looking for red square when I scan. I'm looking for yellow circle. I'm looking for something matching my location. So yeah, I'll just have a, a reshuffle there. That's good. Well, I didn't, didn't actually read the location. So yeah. Okay, top one doesn't have yellow circle. Second one does. Ah, it's the red square location, and it is main facility. Flavor just reads evacuated. X shroud and two clues. X is the number of connecting locations. It connects to yellow circle, green blobs, and green diamond. And at the moment, yellow circle is in play, but cold wastes is not connected. That's the marine sand timer. So it is just a shroud of one. And there's a double action. Choose a revealed location with no clues on it. Place a resource token on that location, max once per game. Now I get to draw a card or get a resource for my troubles. I am overdrawn, so I'll take a resource. I was pausing then, I was thinking, do I just draw again? Because this turn I would play something, but I think I just try and get these clues. Now, I will just investigate with my other two actions, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull Promise of Power to hand and play Obscure Studies under me. That makes me a five-on-one investigating, and it means I don't put two curses in for fairly easy tests. Five-on-one. Auto-fail. Five-on-one. Curse, three on one, zero. Okay, well, the curse is gone now, and I get one clue. I'm up to three clues. That's good, I can advance. Nine cards in hand. So I think I put two segments of Onyx down fast now. I would have liked to have used DES to draw more cards with them, but I think I'd rather do that than choose anything to discard here. And a hand reminder, I've got I've got a plan, two occult invocations, two shortcuts, a crack the case, and a promise of power. Partly I don't want to discard cards by overdrawing, which is why I'm playing the segments, and partly it's because I have crack the case in hand, I'm thinking I can bounce back with resources shortly. So I did evade, scan, investigate, investigate, and that's my turn. Upkeep, the quantum phantom readies. It doesn't have hunter, which is nice. And I draw the virtual access key, and this, again, reminder is a story asset from Dark Matter. Two cost, a willpower, and double wild icons. Item, charm, and relic. And it has a reaction when you would take horror. You can exhaust the virtual access key to cancel that horror. 
Importantly, it takes up the accessory slot, as does the pendant of the queen when segment of onyx turns into it. So there's a bit of a clash there. We also go up to six resources. We hit two doom of three. My encounter card is paradoxical threat. Peril. Revelation. You must either choose one. Place the top three cards of the encounter deck into your threat area face down or add one doom to the current agenda and draw three face down cards from your threat area. We're doing three face down. The first option, I think. Adding a doom... Oh, hang on. We could add one doom to the current agenda, which would take us up to three and draw zero cards of the three face down from our threat area. We'd be doing as much as we can of that option, so adding the doom. I think we're allowed to do that. This is where it gets tricky with choices and with must. You have to choose something that would have changed the game state, but you don't have to do all of the ability as long as you can still do something. I couldn't choose an option that I couldn't do anything for. So I think I'm allowed to just place a doom. It doesn't say this may cause the agenda to advance. So that means I can just do that. And we go up to three doom of three. And I think I've dodged a bullet there. I think. I don't want to pick up anything at the moment from under ancestral knowledge because I'm on eight cards in hand. So Amanda does Amanda things, drawing the other perception level two and discarding obscure studies. Why don't we... Well, do we put the perception underneath us? No, we don't actually want to draw heavily. Maybe we put the virtual access key underneath us and we have a nice stat line of fours across the board with fives in willpower. Fast will advance and spend the clues. Quantum shenanigans. Wow. <laughs> there is so much text on the back of this card. It's in almost microscopic type. You finally find the lone scientist on the asteroid. He introduces himself as Erwin Simmons, the lead quantum researcher at the facility. They stole the stabilizing shards, those cultists, he explains the recent happenings. Without the shards, the whole asteroid quickly lost itself in uncertainty. Everyone else was evacuated, but I stayed behind to contain the anom anomaly. If there are three or more tally marks under impending doom in your campaign log, we're on impending doom two, we would read something. Otherwise, now, of course, that's the other thing for us to remember before I read this otherwise. We're playing three scenarios where there does seem to be time pressure across the three, and I think impending doom is the way that that's managed. And I think we managed to get out of Strange Moons with a very low impending doom score. So it's something for us to keep an eye on for here. So otherwise, despite the situation, he believes the facility can still be saved if you're able to help him distribute the modified Q-crystal shards across the asteroid. Put the set-aside Erwin Simmons quantum physicist story asset into play under any investigator's control. This story asset does not take up an ally slot for this scenario. Quantum physicist. He's a three-cost double wild icon ally. Does have an ally slot, three health and one sanity. Scientist, human and ally traded. He has a reaction ability. When your turn begins, put the top card of the encounter deck face down into your threat area. Fight, evade, investigate. If you fail, deal one damage to Erwin Simmons. That's weird. So... As, as a reaction, when my turn begins, I can put a card face down into my threat area. It then has a colon. Then I can choose to fight, evade, or investigate. And if I fail, I deal one damage to Erwin Simmons. That's weird. Doesn't tell me how difficult the test is. That might, might be coming up in a moment. And there's a forced effect. When he leaves play, draw all face down encounter cards in your threat area. Well, that's a bit scary. Okay. Proceed to Act 2A Quantum Xeno and remove Act 2A Destabilization from the game. Act 2A, Quantum Xeno. To restore the equilibrium of matter and save the facility, you must help Erwin install the Q-shards across the asteroid. Only then will the instability collapse. There's a free trigger to spend a clue as a group and place a resource token on your location from the token pool. And there's an objective. If there are eight Elbrus locations in play and each location has a resource token on it, you may advance. So we have three locations in play at the moment. They're all Elbrus traded. There is a double action here. Choose a revealed location with no clues on it. Place a resource token on that location max once per game. So that's one way we could do it. 
but there's also free trigger spend a clue as a group to place a resource token on your location from the token pool. And we need eight in play, and it was an eight scan deck, so that's positive. Hmm, so how do we proceed? One option, of course, is to use this double action to put a resource on the landing craft. That's the one where the quantum phantom is. And that would mean that we don't need to go back in past the quantum phantom and deal with that. Now, I just had a moment of sort of thinking and pausing. And I remembered that on Arkham cards, you can actually see scenario FAQ. So notes added as reference notes for scenarios. And I just went to look to see if there's anything that I've missed there about Owen Simmons's ability. I think it's going to interact with cards in some way. Maybe we'll even need to collect enough cards somehow. The other thing is you might hear sort of heavy breathing in the background. I'm actually dog sitting at the moment and I have a little snoring hound in the background. So yeah, sorry if that comes across on the recording. So we have a clue at the main facility. We have no other clues. It would be good to pick up that clue for sure. It's nice to have clues for I've got a plan generally. I wonder if we pick it up, we use the double action here to place a resource on the quantum phantom, and maybe we scan. So if we're trying to pick it up, we are a four on one. Seems nice. Minus three. Perfect. We'll hold on to that clue at the moment, but we will do the double action, place a resource on the landing craft. The other thing I'm thinking here, I know I'm going a bit slowly, but just my mind is buzzing. There's that text in the rules, in the scenario setup saying about locations entering and leaving play. Mm. And if they do, all tokens leave. So there might be something where the asteroid starts to quantumly disintegrate, in which case spending a double action now for a location that might leave play and us we have to refind seems like a bad idea. So I'm actually going to hold on. I'm going to save my actions for that. I'm not going to start throwing clues down. I'm going to try and get the map out as best I can and then bing, 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 like rush round maybe with Pendant of the Queen and my shortcuts and try and ping, ping, ping. That ability on the act, free trigger spend one clue as a group, place a resource token on your location. There's no limit there. So with a bit of speed, I could cover a lot. So first action was investigate. Then I'm going to scan with K2. I'm looking for red square. The second card is red square. It is the Q crystal mines. Four shroud, two clues. After you enter Q crystal mines, place the top card of the encounter deck into your threat area face down. Okay, we're up to one now. It The Q crystal mines connects back to the main facility and then not to either of the other places. Two actions remain. Do I want to draw a card or gain a resource? I will draw a card. It's enraptured. We're four on four investigating here. So why don't we do one with promise of power and one with perception and hope to clear this and crack the case here. So we'll do perception first, which takes us to three up. Do we pick up a Eureka and go four up? No, we're good on cards. Three up, minus one. We draw two with that perception. We've drawn the dream diary, dreams of a child, and an inquiring mind, and we get a clue. Definitely discarding now, unless we think of some other ploy. So we could investigate now final action with an inquiring mind makes us three up, and we're going to hope to crack the case, and that would leave us with eight cards in hand. So we'd only be losing one. Let's give it a go. Minus four, that's a fail by one. I didn't read the flavor on Q crystal mines. When the material was first discovered in 2093, top physicists couldn't understand it. They still don't. I think that's it. Enemy phase, the quantum phantom stays put. Upkeep, we draw wit and green. Right, we need a bit of planning of our hand here. We have dream diary and wit and green as our two assets. Events, we have, I've got a plan, two occult invocation, two shortcut and a crack the case, and then we've got a promise of power and an enraptured. That is 10 in hand. I think we lose 
an occult invocation and probably the enraptured. I'd like to do the enraptured slot play, but I feel like we have other things we need to do. Next turn could be play wit and play dream diary, try and get the clue here and crack the case to get a load of money back. And we go up to seven resources. We hit four doom. What is going to happen here? That is a three doom threshold. Quantum tunneling. You only realise now that every time you blink, something changes. Sometimes a few rocks will shift a few feet. Some other times, you find yourself in a completely new environment. If the scanning deck is not empty, look at the top card of the scanning deck. It's the Omnitransmitters. If it is a location, put it into play and move each investigator and non-liminal enemy to it. We are now engaged with the Quantum Phantom. We have moved to Omnitransmitters, which is a two-shroud, one-clue location. It has an action to add one Doom to the current agenda and test Intellect 2. If you succeed, each investigator at this location adds one tally mark next to their memories. Max one success per game. The art is, yeah, space art of these sort of transmitter towers sticking out of something. Spires looming above the horizon. You are certain you've been here before. Shuffle all empty locations without a resource token on it into the scanning deck. Ah, okay. (laughs) If we'd put the resource token, we would have saved one at least. If there's another agenda below this one, set this agenda aside out of play. Otherwise, add one tally mark under impending doom in your campaign log and shuffle this agenda with each set-aside agenda to form a new agenda deck. Did I understand that right? There is one below this, so we just set this aside. And when we get through the next two, in theory, if they all have this text, we'll add a tally mark to impending doom and make a new deck. So this is set aside. And our new agenda is still Agenda 1A, Quantum Maelstrom, still the same scan rule. We're at Blue Triangle. We're at the Omnitransmitters. Annoyingly, it's kind of um, emptied out. I don't mind that ability there, the add one doom ability. It's just the timing. Our encounter card is incomprehensible. It's a paradox. Revelation. Test intellect two. For each point you succeed by, take one horror to a maximum of three horror. Skill icons committed to this test subtract from your skill value instead of adding to it. And the flavor just says, what? At the moment, we're a two intellect, but we have virtual access key committed, which takes us to a zero because skill icons subtract. So we're a zero on two. (laughs) Of course, we draw an elder sign on this one. So we may double the number of icons on the card beneath Amanda, which would take us to a minus four, which would still be a zero. So we still fail. And there's no fail penalty, so that's good. Amanda does, hmm, just before Amanda does Amanda things, do we want to pick up a Eureka from underneath us? I was thinking of slotting Promise of Power this turn to help us evade the Quantum Phantom. Play a couple of cards, scan to get out of there. So we don't need the Eureka, I don't think. So yeah, Amanda does Amanda things. We've drawn the Dream Enhancing Serum. Marvellous. We will slot the Promise of Power. When my turn begins, I can put the top card of the encounter deck face down into my threat area. Ah, is Erwin giving me a free fight, evade, or investigate? Ah, I think I understand it now. Okay. It says, reaction, when your turn begins, put the top card of the encounter deck face down into your threat area, fight, evade, or investigate. And they're all in bold. If you fail, deal a damage to Erwin. So for the price of a one face down card, I could have a free, in air quotes, evade on this quantum phantom. And if I fail, I would take a damage. I think that's how it works. Am I feeling lucky? What would I do with the spare action? I would play two cards and investigate here and scan to get out. So yeah, I'm going to try that. I'm placing a card face down. We're up to two. And that my evade is going to be evading the quantum phantom. I will exhaust ancestral knowledge and pick up Eureka. I'm a six on three and I'll commit Eureka to be a seven on three. 
zero. The Phantom is evaded. A look at the top three. It's a Courage, another Dream Diary, and a Manual Dexterity. I'll take Courage, I guess. We don't need to draw cards with Mandex. We do have another Promise of Power for Evasion. And I've got a Dream Diary. First action, let's play Witten for four. We're down to three resources. Second action, let's play Dream Diary Dreams of a Ch Child for two. We're down to one resource. Just slot the Essence of the Dream to remind me. This is the one that if I have eight cards in hand, Essence of the Dream gains two icons. So it goes from two to four. Third action, let's investigate here. We're a two, six with Promise of Power, seven with Witten, and we place in another curse. Draw a curse, five on two, minus four, fail. Damn. What do we do then? I don't really fancy trying to evade this Quantum Phantom again. I can punch it, of course. I've spent two actions now evading it. I'm going to spend my clue here to place a resource here on the Omni Transmitters. And then I'm going to use K2 to scan. The reason I'm doing that is just to get away from the Quantum Phantom. And the move will also give me a draw with Witten, just to keep things going. I'm looking for Blue Triangle. The second card is Blue Triangle. It's Ice Spires. Three Shroud, one clue. Forced, after you scan here, shuffle an empty location without a resource token on it back into the scanning deck. The Misty Spires of Elbrus are a formidable sight, and it's victory one. I feel like, I don't know if I've explained this well, but I feel like I have a strong sense of what I need to do here. We need to get the eight locations out of the scanning deck, put a resource on each one. That's simple enough. The challenge seems to be whenever the agenda advances, locations reset, and we need to have clues to spend to put to keep them in play. And it, as far as I can tell, resource tokens protect them. Maybe there'll be encounter cards that don't. I'm less clear about the face-down encounter cards. It's almost like we're not sure if the encounter deck is dealing us cards or not. And yeah, they might suddenly hit us. Anyway, we just put a location into place. So I'll exhaust Witten and search the top nine for a Tome or Relic. We've got Burning the Midnight Oil, Witten, Manual Dexterity, Manual Dexterity. I've got a plan. We've got the third segment of Onyx and we've got the Dream Diary. I'll take the third segment. That's a way to get the clue from the Omni Transmitters without going back. And we are about to be overdrawn. So then I will play the last segment of Onyx going broke. Out comes Pendant of the Queen, and I'll exhaust it and immediately grab a clue from the Omni Transmitters, the location behind us. You just pick a revealed location and you can discover a clue, evade an enemy, or move there. Phew, this turn <laughs> went turbo. Upkeep, up jumps the Quantum Phantom. I have to remember if we deal with it again just to kill it and just have it as a face down card. We draw Working a Hunch, fair enough up to one resource. Hand reminder, we've got Unexpected Courage, then Hunch, Crack the Case, Two Shortcuts, Occult Invocation, I've Got a Plan, and Dream Enhancing Serum. So our hand is about to be like really popping off. I mean, it is popping off. It's nice and full. It would just be nice to, I guess, get the DES down and stabilize a bit for resources we spent a lot last turn. We hit one Doom, and our encounter card is Radioactive Decay. Revelation, put this card into play in your threat area. And at the end of your turn, draw a face-down card in your threat area if you cannot take a damage and a horror instead. And as a double action, you can discard Radioactive Decay. What am I thinking this turn would be? I'd like to get the clue here at Ice Spires, taking us up to three clues, and I'd immediately spend it, I think, to stabilise this location. We could do that using Irwin. So it would leave us with three actions. Two of those actions could be to clear the radioactive decay. And we could scan and hopefully investigate again. With that in mind, I think I would plan to... Oh, well, could scan and play DES. So I don't want to pick up Eureka because I don't think I put that underneath me. So yeah, Amanda does Amanda things. It's an acquiring mind that we've drawn. Out goes Promise of Power. Let's put the Inquiring Mind down. 
And when my turn begins, I'll add a card to my pile. There are three. And I also add Dream Essence of the Dream to my hand. I now have nine cards in hand, which is amazing. And adding that card means I get a free investigate here. I am a two, five, six on three. Do I wish to commit anything else? I think we give it a go. Ah, no, if we fail, we damage Erwin. So I'm going to exhaust Ancestral Knowledge, grab the Eureka, commit the Eureka, four up. Cultist, it's half the number of locations in play rounded down. There are two in play, so that's one which rounds down to one. We get the clue. Eureka shows us unexpected courage, crack the case, and dream diary. I'm going to take crack the case. I'm going to play both crack the cases that I just drew to get six resources, and we're up to seven, which feels lovely. Double action to clear radioactive decay. Single action to play Dream Enhancing Serum. And then fast, stabilize the ice spires. And K2 gives us a scan here. We're looking for green two bars. Again, the second card. It is Crystal Peak. It's the moon. Three shroud, two clues. It has a forced effect at the end of the round. If this location is empty and does not have a resource token on it, shuffle it back into the scanning deck. And it also has a free trigger. If there are no clues on this location, record in your campaign that you witnessed the primordial chaos. Max one per game, and it's victory two. K2 scan ability means we can draw a card or get a resource. We are on seven cards, so I'm going to get a resource. We're up to five. And I'm going to spend another clue and place a resource here on the Crystal Peak. I think that's the right play. Next turn, we can try and grab both of those clues for the two Veeps. And we could witness the primordial chaos, potentially. Oh, and Witten also triggers. Top nine. The only tome we see is the other Dream Diary. So we'll grab it. I don't think we want to play it, but so be it. Enemy phase, nothing. Upkeep. We draw manual dexterity. We go up to six resources. Hand is Essence of the Dream, Unexpected Courage, Manual Dexterity. Working a hunch, two shortcuts, Occult Invocation, I've Got a Plan, and Dream Diary. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, because the shortcuts count as one. We hit two Doom, and our encounter card is The Colours of Space. Revelation, test willpower three. If you fail, put this card into play in your threat area. You must commit all eligible skill cards in your hand to skill tests performed at your location. And as an action, it's a horror to discard this. We do have Inquiring Mind underneath us. So we're a five, six with Witten against three. And I think I put in the other Dream Diary to go seven on three. Skull. I have three face down encounter cards in front of me. So that's a minus three. So I pass and we don't get color from space. I think we don't use the Erwin ability anymore. <laughs> I just spotted the skulls again and that is dodgy. So yeah, Amanda does Amanda things, drawing us a burning the midnight oil. Now is the time to slot Essence of the Dream. And that leaves us in hand with eight cards, which is nice, although not for much longer. We could exhaust Ancestral Knowledge to grab Promise of Power, which would mean we're still on eight. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I think this is a cool way of doing it. So exhaust Ancestral Knowledge and grab Promise of Power. Now when I investigate, I'm a two, four, six, seven on three. So I'll investigate once, playing Burning the Midnight Oil to gain two resources. I'm still eight in hand, which means that's a seven on three. Minus four, just about pass. And then I'll spend two resources to play the working a hunch that's in hand to get the other clue. That gets us up to two VP, which is nice. Our hand is diminishing again, as it often does, but we can go from here. And there are no clues here, so I'm going to record in the campaign log that I've witnessed the primordial chaos. 
That was one action. When she gets going, she's quite a beast, isn't she? Three locations in play. So it's still cultists, still minus one. We just scan again. Second action with K2. We're looking for moon. Top card is moon. It's the cold wastes. Haha, uh-huh, we're back. I'm just trying to see if these connect, but so far they're all just in a line, basically. <laughs> yeah, there's no connections I can see that are extra to that. So that moves us there, and I'll take a resource. I'm aware now that we've drawn pretty heavily. Our deck is looking very slim, and we've seen neither weakness. So I don't really want to, to go too heavy with, with drawing. It's almost certainly worth us investigating here to try and get the clue. We're only a five on three, though, so we could put courage in to be seven on three. I'm going to do that second action. Minus one, pass. And that clue I'm just going to spend straight away to put a resource here. So we're halfway through, which feels nice. If I'm getting my timing right, we'll have one more agenda with three Doom, or on two of three on the current agenda. So we just keep pushing. Final action might just be to scan again, spending two resources, because here at the Cold Waste you have to spend two or discard two cards. The reason I'm thinking is just keep pushing. So yeah, I'm going to spend two, dropping to five resources. And the top card does match. It is the Landing Craft. Oh, we've made it all the way back round. This comes into play with one clue, three shroud, one clue. And you can place two clues here to resign here. Although, likewise, if we can just get all eight Elbrus into play and put a resource token on each of them, we can advance that way. I wonder if now, just to keep pushing... Yes, oh, this is a really good play, actually. I was going to say I wonder if I use the Pendant of the Queen. I think I definitely do to grab this clue. And I spend that clue to place a resource here. My reasoning being, it might have the same effect at the back of this agenda that any locations without resource tokens get shuffled back in. And that would just be costing us a single action. But it's an action that we also spent two resources to scan from the cold wastes. So I think that's okay. Ah, and nicely enough, the landing craft does connect to the omni transmitters so we've created a nice little circle of these five locations omni transmitters connect to landing craft and ice spires ice spires connects to omni transmitters and crystal peak crystal peak trans connects to ice spires and cold wastes and cold wastes connects to the landing craft and crystal peak delightful what vital rule am i forgetting i don't think any i think i think that's all okay ancestral knowledge is now empty it's done its work the Quantum Phantom doesn't do anything. Upkeep, we draw Whispers from the Deep. There we go. I think I jinxed it. And go up to six resources. Got one charge left on the Pendant of the Queen. Hand is Plan, Occult Invocation, Double Shortcut, Manual Dexterity, Promise of Power, and Whispers from the Deep. We also have three encounter cards face down in our threat area. We hit three Doom. Observer Effect. It doesn't take long for you to realise there's no such thing as orientation in a place where anything can be simultaneously anywhere. Only the landmarks that you consciously observe will remain in their positions. Yes, we've done this right. Each investigator at a location without a resource token on it places the top card of the encounter deck into their threat area face down. Oh, okay, I wasn't expecting that. Shuffle all empty locations without enemies or investigators without a resource token on it into the scanning deck. So all five of our locations are safe. If there's another agenda below this one, set this agenda aside out of play. Yeah, it's the same text. And our encounter card is Entangled. Attach Entangled to an investigator or enemy without a copy of Entangled attached. Forced. After attached investigator or enemy takes any amount of damage from a source other than Entangled, Each other investigator or enemy with a copy of Entangled attached also takes that amount of damage, then discard Entangled. Ouch, my head. Give me a second. So I put this on something. Let's say I put it on me. When I take damage, every other investigator or enemy that also has an Entangled on them also takes that amount of damage. Interesting. So if I put it on the Quantum Phantom... At the moment, 
that's fine. <laughs> and if I draw another one and it goes on me and I take a damage, that will also kill the Quantum Phantom. Also fine. Amanda does Amanda things, drawing a manual dexterity, exhausting Dream Enhancing Serum, which draws us a second Witten Green. And then we have to put Whispers from the Deep underneath us. An Essence of the Dream returns to the Dream Diary. When our turn begins, we draw Essence of the Dream into our hand, and we have a beautiful hand of nine cards, including Essence of the Dream. So that's nice, at least. Not going to use the Erwin Simmons ability. I've learnt my lesson. We just push. We just push. We could drop two clues here so that we could resign here, but those three clues that we're holding are also our way of sealing off the final locations. So I think we scan again here, looking for yellow circle, hoping that we can find something. There's one yellow circle. It's the main facility, which has the red square. And we move there. K2 draw gets us a resource. The main facility is Shroud X, and X is the number of connecting locations, which remarkably is still only one. It only connects back to the landing craft. Double action, choose a revealed location with no clues on it, place a resource token on that location, max once per game, and it is victory one. Shroud one, so we're a two-on-one investigating. We could commit Essence of the Dream for plus four, six on one. Minus one, we get a clue, which I'll spend to place a resource here. And how else will we get a clue here? I think we commit Promise of Power, again, to be five up. Auto fail. So let's Pendant to get that clue, and we're up to four clues. Pendant is done now. We've done Scan, Investigate, Investigate. So we have one action left. We should scan again. We won't get an extra bonus from it because we've used the K2 bonus. But I can see that the top location is red square. And it is the Q crystal mines, of course. Four shroud and two clues. Yikes, that's going to be fun to clear. After you enter it, place the top card of the encounter deck into your threat area face down. Oof. Witten can trigger. And look at our deck. We've only got five cards left. None of them are relics or tomes. We have left an unexpected courage, a dream enhancing serum, and I've got a plan and a burning the midnight oil and obsessive. We'll spend a clue here and secure this location. And to scan here, we'd be looking for green diamond. And this is where I think the map gets weird. So the Q crystal mines that we've revealed connects back to the main facility, but then connects all the way across to the Crystal Peak and the Ice Spires. And I saw in the scenario FAQ about the map, is there a map for the locations? It's not possible to place the locations on a flat plane without intersecting connections. You'll just have to try not to get lost, <laughs> which is kind of sweet. Really, the question here is, can we pass a Shroud 4 a couple of times to get that Veep? Upkeep. We draw a Burning the Midnight Oil. We go up to eight resources. We hit one of three Doom. If we can do this in the next couple of turns, we can get to all eight. There's only one location left in the scanning deck. If we can't do it in the next couple of turns, we're going to add an Impending Doom. Our encounter card is a Quantum Phantom. Let me just check how Entangled works again. Yeah, it only cares about the attached enemy. So this engages us. Amanda does Amanda things, discarding Whispers from the Deep, drawing Obsessive, which goes straight into play. I guess we put a manual dexterity underneath us, and we draw an Essence of the Dream back into our hand. So we could evade the Quantum Phantom, and then we're in this weird situation of having agility icons under us, and we try and get some clues here. Three on four. Essence of the Dream would make us five on four, and we could also put a burning them in oil six on four, and we could also put a plan or an occult invocation in. We could try. We might just have to accept that we're losing one VP here. And the more important thing, I think, is to get back to the main facility and scan, and that would get us 
staycation. So first we'll try and evade. We're one up at the moment. I think we can get away with committing at least one shortcut for two up. And I think we put Essence of the Dream in for four up because we need it off our backs if we want to make progress. Minus three. We draw a card. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Um, I didn't discard a card at random because of obsessive. It doesn't affect that test because even if I discard a shortcut, I have another to commit. But I suppose it, it's the occult invocation. So then we draw a card. It's I've got a plan. We exhaust Dream Enhancing Serum and draw an unexpected courage. Great. Quantum Phantom is exhausted. So we could commit plan and courage for plus four, which would only make us two up, put the other plan in as well, four up, and get a clue here. But then we're not going to be able to pass another difficulty four test this turn without a lot of luck. So I think the right play instead is shortcut out of here, clear obsessive. We shortcut to the main facility. And then we also have a scan action at the last location Shrod generators. It's the green virus symbol which connects to <laughs> connects back up to the omnitransmitters, but then also across to the cold wastes and the main facility. This is a weird one. Two shroud, no clues. Investigators at this location cannot cancel or ignore card effects or game effects. And there's a free trigger if you have four or more face down encounter cards in your threat area, draw one of them. Gain two clues from the token bank. Limit once per round. I've been doing kind of fine for clues. I'm wondering if I'm missing something there, because that seems super generous. Anyway, I move into there with the scan. The scan can draw me a card or get me a resource. I'll draw a card so that I can loot my deck. It's the other DES. And I'll use the free trigger to place a resource token on my location from the resource pool. That is all eight. If there are eight Elbrus locations in play and each location has a resource token on it, you may advance. Were I not to advance, there is still the Q Crystal Mines with two clues on it and a beep. I currently have got one, two, three, four beep. The other thing is that one location away is the Intellect 2 test to gain a memory. And I'm on six memories feel like that could be good to do. So I could do upkeep, see what I get. I'd be at two of three doom. Next turn I could move there, take an attack of opportunity from the quantum phantom to try that test to get a memory and then advance. So yeah, let's try that. Upkeep. Our upkeep draw is a working hunch. Mm -hmm. Do we go for the veep? We're up to nine resources. We hit two of three doom, and our encounter card is Quantum Collapse. Bloody hell. Revelation, draw each face-down encounter card in your threat area one at a time. If no encounter cards were drawn by this effect, add Quantum Collapse to your threat area face-down, and it has a forced effect. After you draw Quantum Collapse from your threat area, take one horror. Okay. Well, there's four cards face down here. Wow, perfect. I'm glad I didn't finish because this is what's scary, I guess, about this scenario if this, th this happens. One at a time. The first one is a paradoxical threat. Place the top three cards of the encounter deck into our threat area or add a doom and draw three face down cards from our threat area. We'll do that one. There are three face down. Next one is Call of the Void. Surge cannot be cancelled or ignored. Surge, I think, surges off the encounter deck. Revelation, if there are three or more tally marks under impending doom, shuffle the set-aside feaster from a far enemy into the scanning deck, then remove Call of the Void from the game. There aren't three or more, there are two. Pretty sure there are two. Double check, two. So this just removes from the game. But it surges into a Mygo Stabilizer. Three fight, two health, one evade. Mygo and machine. Wow, it's this funky machine. Spawns at the location with the most clues. Ah, back with our second quantum phantom. It is a hunter. And after it attacks you, draw a face down encounter card from your threat area. 
an alien drone correcting past mistakes. Still two to go. Cold Vacuum. Test Combat 3. If you fail, you must either choose one, discard a non-story asset you control, or choose and discard three cards from your hand. Well, I'm not even going to try and boost this. I'm just going to go two on three. Minus two. I think I just discard the Dream Enhancing Serum. It's drawn me, I think, only two cards, but that's fine. More I enjoyed it for the hand size buff. Or I could discard Working a Hunch, Burning the Midnight Oil, and the Dream Enhancing Serum in my hand. No, I'm going to keep them because Essence of the Dream will be powered up. And the last card is another Quantum Collapse. Draw each face-down encounter card in your threat area. If none were drawn, add Quantum Collapse to my threat area face-down. And after I draw it, I take a horror. So hang on, I drew it, I resolve this, Add this face down. I draw. I think I take two horror from that. Or does this just kill me? <laughs> this is the quantum problem. I draw, the forced effect triggers. I draw it and take a horror, and then the revelation triggers each face down encounter card, which is zero. So I add quantum collapse to my threat. Oh, I see. <laughs> I've got it wrong. When I drew this the first time, I take a horror, which I put on Witten, so she's got two health and two sanity left. And then I do the revelation, which says, draw each face down. And there are no face down. So I put quantum collapse face down. I don't then draw it again. I've done the drawing bit. So I've got one card and I know it's going to just be one horror and go back there again. Beautiful design. I love it. I'm just a bit slow on the uptake. Amanda does Amanda things. Drawing an unexpected courage. Oh, I could have got a DS draw from that and discarding the manual dexterity. Well, I'll put the courage down and I draw Essence of the Dream as well. So yeah, I could shortcut move to the Crystal Mines, buy one clue with working a hunch and investigate to get the other beep. Or I could move to the Omni Transmitters and try this test here. I think I'd try that. I think the test, because we haven't got any memories, more memories really since I think scenario one, maybe we got one more in scenario two. We didn't get any in Strange Moons and missed that opportunity. So yeah, let's, I think we go for another memory. So I will shortcut into the Omni Transmitters and the Quantum Phantom engages me. And then I'll take this test, adding a Doom, taking a damage and a horror, which goes on Witten. It's Intellect 2, I'm a 5 on 2. And I'll put Essence of the Dream to be a 9 on 2. Minus 2. And then we'll advance. So we've got two actions left. Phew. <laughs> I was just suddenly thinking, gosh, what if it tells us to do something else? Certainty. The purple glow of Elbrus subsides as you plant the final cue shard into the ground. The mad physicist is overjoyed and relieved. You have completely stabilised the quantum field. Resolution 2. The physicist is more than grateful for your help. All this vital research, thank God you came in time. If you ever need to get something done in the colonial territories, I'll make sure to put in my good word. With a nod and an awkward handshake, you depart the facility and return to the Tatterdemalion. The cultists have stolen the quantum shards from Elbrus, but for what purpose you're still unsure. You look into the ephemeral glow of the crystal shard Erwin has gifted you, wondering about the bizarre circumstances you found yourself in. However, there's no time to waste on self-reflection. K2PS187 awaits your next heading. We need to record that the Elbrus station has been fully stabilised. We earn victory X, which is 1, 2, 3, 4. 4 is not bad. We had 1 saved, uh, so that takes us to 5. The main things I want to invest in now are Eye of Truth for 10 XP and Pathfinder for 6 XP. Although we weren't hurting for movement in this scenario as well. So maybe with the 5 we put in one Eye of Truth. I was going to put them in for the Promises of Power. I'm wondering if they go in for the Manual Dexterities. And just keep going with Wild Icons, big boosts. Anyway, add one Elder Thing token to the chaos bag for the remainder of the campaign for catching the eye of the king in yellow add one tally mark under impending doom in your campaign log 
and return to search for fragment. And that means we do trace two now and go to scenario 3B in the shadow of Earth. I really enjoyed that one. I'm glad it wasn't quite as brain-burny as I feared, although you heard me get really confused with the quantum at the end. In a way, a very simple simple scenario. It's essentially a kind of TFA, explore, get the map out, put things in, uh, put tokens on things. I almost thought I was getting something wrong because I ended up with quite a few clues. And it seems like there are more clues than locations because there's one, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, you can get ten clues from the map for eight locations. And two locations got reset and I got the clues again. So I ended up with a lot of clues. I took zero damage and zero horror as well, which is kind of wild for an Arkham scenario. I think pretty lucky. Obviously, I put someone Witten just then at the end, but maybe I was just rolling pretty well. That is the next instalment of Think on Your Feet, a nice shorter one for you now. I really hope you enjoy it. As ever, you can get in touch. We're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're drawn to the flame on Facebook, Twitter, Designed by Humans, and Patreon. Thank you so much to our patrons, anyone who's chatted to me about this. If you're not playing Dark Matter and you're just listening to this, I'd love to hear what you think and how easy or not it is to follow. So please send me a message if you'd like to. And yeah, thanks for following and listening and supporting the podcast. Catch you soon. Bye.